Love Talk Radio. And once again, another episode of Three and Out. Your everything source for college football here in the state of Florida. I'm your host, Sammy G. And we're going to have the doc here shortly. The doc's going to be in and out. Uh, he's going to be calling in at some point. He's got some things going on. Uh, but we're here with our executive producer, co- our co-executive producer. i got to make sure that that's always said. Uh, Sean is here to help us out today uh, for the National Signing Day special. I uh, just want to thank Buffalo Wild Wings. We're here at Buffalo Wild Wings 2479 West International Speedway Boulevard in Daytona Beach, Florida. Uh, D-Dub's Fast Break Lunch. Uh, guaranteed 15 minutes or, or your lunch is free. Starting at 5.9, excuse me, price is starting at 5.9. Available Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. we got a great show today. Doc, are you with us? Yeah, man. You guys doing all right? Doing great, man. I know you'll be in and out today, so we want to uh, kind of get as much as we can with you here. How are things going with you? Hey, good, good. I hope our executive producer, uh, Sean, there can help you with the music fade because uh, that wasn't too much of a fade right there, Al. It, yeah, no, it's, it's not going great. When there's only one person here doing it, man, I apologize. I can't. I, I, I try to do everything one way. Please don't, please don't get bust my stones. You know, I get stressed out when I'm here doing myself. Uh, so, Doc, great big, big show today, man. We got a lot of things happening. It's National Early Signing Day. Uh, I'm here at Buffalo Wild Wings with uh, in Daytona Beach, Florida. I got a couple of the mainland superstars, uh, Adonis Boone and John Huggins, going to announce their uh, announce their schools here shortly. Uh, we're going to have exclusive interviews with both of those gentlemen as soon as they make their announcement uh, live on the show. So we'll be able to talk to both of those guys and uh, and kind of talk to them a little bit about. Uh, the process and what's going on with that. Uh, but before we jump into that, you know, we, uh, we're a Florida base, uh, uh, excuse me, a Florida college uh, uh, show, and we, we're here to promote the schools in Florida. So let's go ahead and, and recap our, our beloved uh, two games that we have. First, starting off with our beloved uh, West Florida Argos, who played in the Division II National Championship. Uh, West Florida unfortunately lost to Texas A&M Commerce 27 to 37. Uh, and finished with a record of 11 and four, and ended up with a number two ranking in Division two football. Um, couldn't be happier for the West Florida Argos and what they've accomplished in just the second season uh, of being in the pro- actually of having a program. They've only had a program for two years, and then the second year they're ranked number two. So I'm guessing that's a good sign. Two years they're ranked number two. Uh, Doc, that game was seemed a little bit uh, lopsided in, in, in the respect of there's so much Division one talent on the field, but only seem to be on the on the Texas A&M side, Texas A&M Commerce side. Uh, and, you know, I've said it before, you can't win in the lower levels without Division One transfers. And uh, I think where West Florida had its biggest troubles uh, <clears throat> were up front offensively and defensively. Uh, but they hung in there, man, and they, they were in that game until the very end. They just had a couple things uh, that didn't go their way, uh, but they did a great job. And, and, Doc, you watched the game too. What did you see there? Yeah, you know, you you, you got to give them a lot of respect to West Florida. You can tell uh, Texas A&M Commerce had, had more, you know, more years of recruiting as far as building a roster. You had more transfers. You know, it just looked 
like bigger a bigger team out there. But West Florida hung tough, and they really they really had a chance to come back and win. I, I thought the young kid uh, receiver when he when he had the pass and almost broke free until the DB took it out of his hands. I mean, they almost came back within a field goal there within a few minutes to play. Uh, a couple onside kicks there that were close to being recovered, and, and, and you got to be real happy for West Florida kids and, and and happy for the future because they seem to have a good thing going there. I, I'm, I couldn't be prouder of Coach Shinnick and what he's done at West Florida. Uh, you and I have jumped on the bandwagon uh, the last six weeks. They have been a quintessential Cinderella team uh, as far as what they've done. And, you know, they've had so many games where they've come back and won and upset teams along the way. And, and I, you know, you, like you said, in a game like that where you're a little bit overmatched physically, uh, you got to hit on all cylinders. Uh, that drop pass, unfortunately, it was it was so close, Doc. Had he, had he just been yeah. able to create, you know, cradle that ball in, we're talking about a whole new ball game and possibly even a whole new national champion at this point. And it's just those little things when you're playing that you gotta, you gotta complete and you gotta do uh, in order to win. And, and, you know, these kids will get it right. I'm sure next year, and they're going to be a force to reckon with. And I'm sure on a day like today, national signing day, they, they've, uh, they're probably doing a lot of good things. In fact, they mentioned uh, during the broadcast that coach Shinnick, he's going after these top tier guys. He's going to come after these Adonis Boons and, and these John Huggins type players uh, because that's the way he wants to get. And because what's going to happen is a lot of these guys are going to go to Division One. Some of them, you know, will end up being superstars, and some of them, for whatever reason, don't make it, whether it's grades, whether it's they miss home, whether it's they want to play in front of their mom and dad, whatever the case may be. And when they got a guy like Coach Shinnick that they know that they can go back to, they're going to start getting these kids at, at West Florida, and then they're going to be able to compete uh, with those schools like Texas A&M Commerce. Yeah, yeah, no, no question. They, they got a good thing going. It's, it's a, as I've said before, physical great area. There's a lot of talent around there. They're going to be pretty well. You know, I think the NCAA's got to relook at their institutions. There's not a great crowd there in Kansas City in the middle of December, and they got to start looking to bringing that that game down to Florida. But even even East on the beach, maybe the spot they should look at. They really want some good fans to get behind it. Yeah, that, you know, I agree 100% there. Uh, you know, they had that – they played at the uh, the KC uh, – Sporting KC Soccer Stadium. Uh, I think it was a little too big for the for the event that they were having. Uh, I think if you – like you said, if you bring – and plus weather-wise, you know, how could you not want to play every every game in the state of Florida or California or Arizona where the weather is beautiful year-round? And I think you're right. I think it's a Division II national championship game in that biggest stadium. That should have been moved to a smaller place where they could fill it up and it makes the kids feel like they're playing in front of a packed capacity crowd, whereas they're not just playing where you see just a bunch of students in one area and a bunch of fans in one area, and the rest of the stadium seemingly is uh, is empty for the most part. Uh, so I would agree with that 100%, Doc. Uh, moving on, uh, obviously last night, if anybody turned on the television, uh, you know, you, you, they definitely saw your, your fighting uh, Lane Kiffins last night. And, uh, you know, although we did say that it, they would get beat, um, that not only did they they beat, excuse, not only did we say that they would beat Akron, they just destroyed Akron. Uh, but I will tell you, in the first minute of the game, it looked like Akron was actually going to be in it. Uh, they stopped them on a on a third down. They missed a field goal, and then they came down and they they marched down the field on FAU. They missed the field goal, and guess what? That was all he wrote. Lane Kiffin said that was enough, and then he ends up hanging up 50 on them. The defense only gives them three points. 
uh, All-Florida selection, Devin Singletary, who was an also the first All-American from FAU, uh, ended up with 26 carries for 124 yards with three touchdowns, giving him 32 on the year this year, Doc, which actually led the NCAA uh, in touchdowns, rushing touchdowns, and on defense, All-Florida all, all defense first-teamer, uh, Aziz Al-Shair, led the way with 13 tackles, two and a half tackles for loss and a sack. Uh, and also, not only was that just the best thing that happened, but Lane Kiffin signed a 10-year extension yesterday, 10-year extension to keep him in, in, in Boca Raton down there. And, it, you know, I, I got to tell you, and, you know, you turned me on to Lane Kiffin on Twitter, Doc, but I got to tell you, he's fun to watch and he's fun to read on Twitter. And this guy's just having fun, man. He's down there winning games and having fun. Yeah, no question. He's, he's done a great job down there. Uh, you know, the 10-year contract, yeah, it, it's a nice show of support on both sides. Obviously, it's not going to keep him from leaving if a, if a bigger school comes and, and, and hands the buyout. But it certainly is a show of support. It shows that he's at least interested in, in hanging around there for a little while longer. But, uh, you know, they look good. You know, he, they, they look good. And, and they're down there in Boca. I think they had a pretty good crowd. And uh, fan base is behind them. So, it's a, it's a good thing. Hey, Sammy, is your mic on blue by any chance? No, it's not. It's on purple. Yeah, I got music. A little loud here. Let me let me switch the frequency for you, Doc. How's that? Is that is that any better? Yeah, it's a little. Is that any better there? Okay. Yeah. Our producer asked if they could lower the music. I think that might have been what we had going on there with a little bit of a little bit of music. Let me try. uh, Let me try and put you on blue here. How's, How's blue sound to you, Doc? Is there any feedback there? No, that that sounds good. Okay, but yeah, listen. I, you know, the ten the ten year extension, like you said, doesn't it doesn't say that Lane Kiffin's going to be uh, going to be in Boca for ten years. Uh, but I will tell you, it does a little bit for recruiting uh, going forward too. Uh, it gives the kids that he's going to be recruiting some some stability that he may be around for a little while longer. Um, but going back to a guy like Devin Singletary, I mean, this kid is unbelievable. Uh, we, we we put him on the all Florida team, first team running back. I mean, it was a no-brainer. Uh, but watching him play, I mean, th- th- this guy is unbelievable. He's only a sophomore, too. They could potentially have this kid for another two years in Boca Raton at FAU, and, and they're just going to continue to be better and better every year. They're just loaded with talent up and down the board, uh, and, and they got a pretty young team. So I'm expecting FAU to do pretty well. Uh, they didn't do a great job in recruiting this, this week, but – a lot of that is going to be attributed to the early signing day because they had to be at practice and they couldn't really get out on the recruiting trail like they wanted to. And we'll get into that uh, when we move into the recruiting talk. Uh, but, but Doc, how do you see this team going forward as far as the, the talent and the and the youth that they have there? You know, they, they certainly have, have a lot of talent. Uh, like you said, we'll have to look at the recruiting over the next couple of years. Uh, I saw Patrick Wu tweet out about Singletary. So just Maybe he's going to get an invite to the Bowl, so that's good for him. But I think they're going to have a challenge that uh, to be successful. I would agree with that. Listen, you're, you're on the air right now with a three-and-out show uh, on Blog Talk Radio. You're everything sourced for college football in the uh, state of Florida. Uh, we'd love for everyone to call in tonight. We have a great show. Phone number here is 657-383-1684. That's 657 657- Three eight three one six eight four. We're live here from the Buffalo Wild Wings. 
in Daytona Beach, Florida, uh, here at uh, 2479 West International Speedway Boulevard in Daytona Beach, Florida, Buffalo Wild Wings, uh, where they have a rewards program here. Um, let me see here. The rewards program called Blazing Rewards, and you can go to blazingrewards.com and take out earned points towards an awesome reward, uh, and turning your points into rewards is easy, and uh, that's, that's what they do here at Buffalo Wild Wings. Uh, moving on, Doc. We have a lot of things happening today, and uh, in, in, on the show here. And obviously, today is a big day for for early signings. Um, you know, Doc, you and I we talk about this all the time. These young guys today, man. You know, I don't know that I like the early signing period to be honest with you, because I don't know if it's fair to some of the guys um, that are here. Uh, you know, especially some of the coaches that are here. You know, they, if guys have uh, if guys have games and things and whatnot. Uh, you know, they can't really get on the recruiting trail like they want to. Uh, and it kind of, I, I think it kind of hinders some of the schools, kind of like it did FAU today uh, in regards to uh, to getting out on the recruiting trail. You can kind of see it, um, you know, based on their ranking. They didn't do a great job out there today. And, and I don't know if they had the time to do it because they had a bowl game. Yeah, yeah, I think it's uh, very tough for coaches. Either Nick Saban's come out and said that uh, – that's a very difficult uh, situation to try to manage, especially when you're dealing with bowl practices and all these different things. And I, and I think to some extent it's probably difficult for the student-athletes that, you know, have been in the playoffs and whatnot and maybe just finished up within the last two or three weeks and maybe haven't been able to visit all the places they wanted to look at. I mean, certainly they could push it off until until February and, and do the, the normal timing period. But I, I think there is something to be said for for getting signed, maybe, maybe enrolling early if you're able to. If you graduate from your high school in December, a lot of the guys that are signing today are able to enroll early, and that gives them an extra six or eight months of working out with the strength coaches. It gives them an extra you know, block of time, learning the offense, learning the defense. So I think a lot of guys would love to sign early if you go and you know, it's a tough thing to try to get through your playoffs and your and your and your series, and then be ready to make that kind of a decision that that can affect the, the rest of your life potentially. And speaking of signing days, uh, Doc, uh, we're going to be joined right now actually with Charles Nelson uh, from Oregon, wide receiver from Oregon, who is a Daytona Beach native, Seabreeze High School graduate, uh, just finishing up his senior year at Oregon, and uh, this is a guy who actually went through the process of signing day. And uh, Charles, thanks for coming on the show. We appreciate having you. Got myself and the doc here. Doc, can you hear? Uh, can you hear Charles? Charles, say something to the doc there. How are you? Hey, good, Charles. How you doing, buddy? I'm great. All right, so we're in a little bit loud, so you can't use the Barry White voice. You have to speak up a little bit. But right. <laughs> so, Charles, first of all, thanks for coming on the show, man. And we can't we can't thank you enough for being here. But tell us a little bit about about your process. Tell me about. Do you remember this day when you, when you went through it four years ago? Yeah, four years ago, this process was in about February. I know they got a new thing where it's like early signing day. Uh, it was, I already knew at the time where I was going, where I wanted to go, so it was a bit easy for me. But I feel like, you know, for guys who were filling it out still, you know, it's still a little early. They still have time to decide, you know, in February. You know, it's a little different this time go around. Uh, for those guys, they have two different signing periods, I feel like. Yeah, do you think that this is beneficial, uh, this early signing day? I mean, guys... You know, nowadays we're hearing guys that say yes in in December, say no in February. Uh, do you feel like this is better for the school now that they can make that school commitment and not flip flop 
And do you think it's better that way for the schools, or do you think it's worse? I think it's better just because, you know, a lot of a lot of teams now start to recruit a lot earlier than what they did when I was playing and when a bunch of other guys were playing back in the day. Um, so they didn't really get hit up until senior year or anything like that. Now guys already know where they want to go, you know, years in advance before you know, before sign day even happens. So to have a early sign day, you know, finish school, being able to get up there early, man, that's that's something great. That's something happening. And I guess it would take a little bit off of your plate too, knowing that you've already made this commitment already in December. You don't have to worry about this thing in February. Um, think back a little bit. What was it about Oregon that made that that, that kind of got Charles? I mean, Charles Nelson flew across the country here. I mean, he's not playing in his neighborhood in his backyard. Why did he? Why did he choose to? What did they do at Oregon that made you go out there? Like, what was it about them? I just love the area out there. You know, I got out there, fell in love with it. Uh, small town place. You know, not not many distractions. I feel like I get my school done, everything done, and still be able to play big time ball with some big time players. You know, we have Marcus Mariota. Um, you know, guys like that. It, it, it's hard to go and say no to those type of guys. So when I got there, had my visit. You know, I knew I wanted to be there. Loved the coaches, um, and I was just happy I made my decision. Doc, you have anything for Charles? No, so Charles, maybe you can give the listeners a little kind of heads up of what these guys should expect now once they've signed and then what happens when you first get on campus the first couple of weeks. Is it a whirlwind or do they work you guys into things gradually? What happens next? Man, it's, it's, a, it's a lot different, man. It, you know, you sign your name away to the school, now you're theirs. You know, for four years until until you're done. So, uh, you know, when when I first got to Oregon, you know, they kind of worked us into a lot of things. They didn't put us out there with the older guys who were more experienced, knew what was going on. You know, they kind of eased us into that whole situation, eased us into the weightlifting, eased us into the uh, you know conditioning. And then towards you know a couple weeks went by, uh, we got into full full go with everybody. You know, being around the team, just being with them, and and, and being able to get that 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 brotherhood, that unity, being a family. Um, School-wise, you know, it's a lot different in high school, man. It's a it's big time, big time college papers, big time, you know, classroom. You you don't get no time, you know, one-on-one with the teacher, anything like, anything like that. This is all, you know, you put in the work to get to college, and you got to put in the work to get out of it. Do you, uh, do you when you get to, when you get to campus, uh, how, how quickly do they bring you out there? When you, once your high school season's over, when did when did, when do you jump onto the campus and start moving with with your university? So signing day was what February for me. You know we didn't get out there till June. So you still have a couple months, you know, to finish out your high school. You know if you're still in high school, finish it out. And then uh, yeah, there's a little break. Then you finally get out there. You start summer school with them. At least I did. Um, and then that's when everything starts slowing. How did uh, when these schools were coming at you? I know it's a hectic process and. How many visits did you have? Did you end up going on all your visits? So I ended up going on three visits. You know, I took my first one in Notre Dame. Didn't like it as much as I thought I would. Uh, went out there to Southern California uh, on my Southern California visit. And I was going to go visit uh, Florida the next week. They basically called me up and said there's no reason to come. Canceled them out my top five. Uh, West Virginia, I, didn't, I wasn't feeling as comfortable as I was with them, you know, in the beginning. Then I just I said Oregon. Oregon finally offered me. I took my visit there and I fell in love with it. Now, do these coaches and do the scout? I mean, scouts with the recruiters. Are they are they untouched you up until the day of signing day? Are they trying to like tug and pull? Are you getting text messages? Are you getting phone calls? So once you know, once they offer you and stuff, they they keep in touch with you every couple of weeks. You know, 
uh, depending on the coaches, depending on you know how they recruit. But uh, once you, you verbally commit somewhere, then it's it's a whole different recruiting cycle for them. They they got to go all out to try to get you to flip. You know, they're visiting your home, visiting your school, visiting your parents, you know, calling you every single day. You know, it's a little different when you verbally commit somewhere and somebody wants you than when you're just, you have everything open. They feel like, you know, uh, they can get you in. Definitely. Hey, Doc, you got anything for Charles here? Yeah, so Charles, for the young guys out there that are that are working their way up, freshmen, sophomores in, in high school, do you got any advice to, to things they can do to, to get themselves seen? Do you, do you believe in these camps and the the, the, the combines and the, the Nike stuff? And I, I know obviously you're a big Nike guy from out there in Oregon, but are, are these things that these kids really push for? Um. Honestly, man, I just I just feel like you have to have connections. Once you make those connections with people who are in high places and know a bunch of people, you know, they can put your name out there and get you, you know, your film and coaches, and it's a lot easier that way than trying to do it, you know, by going to these camps and uh, going, you know, Nike camps, Rivals camps and all that, you know, knowing people, knowing the connections. Same thing with the real world, man. I learned that, you know, quickly. The more people you know who, you know, know people, the easier it is for you. Once again, you're listening to an episode yeah. of Three and Out on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, call in if you want to speak with Charles Nelson, 657-383-1684. Once again, the Oregon standout, uh, Daytona Beach native Oregon standout. Uh, Charles, we're here at a uh, we're here at a signing day for two Mainland Bucks. You're a Seabreeze alum, as am I. There's no love lost between the two. Uh, when it comes to these guys getting into school and you see each other now in college, is the rivalry still there? Or do you kind of, is it a fraternity once you guys get in and you're like, hey, we're, we've made it to, to a good school, big school, we're playing each other? Or do you still have that little burning sensation that, ah, BPND versus Seabreeze High School? It's there, but it's not there. You know, it's not like it is when you're in high school. That That's a different, you know, that's a big rivalry. But then once you make it out, once everybody makes it out, you know, it's still your school over their school, you know, type. Uh, but just to see guys make it out, you know, it, it's a big accomplishment, so we got to stick together. I love it. I love it. Doc, do you have anything for, for Charles here? Yeah, Charles, we'll let we'll, we'll the cards for you here for the next uh, next few months. You know, obviously, uh, combine, pro day, training. What, what, what are your plans here over the next couple months? Uh, my plan so far now is, you know, take a week or two off, you know, rest my body, relax, enjoy my time with family, uh, sign, sign with an agent coming up, and then uh, get the training. You know, once I get the training, it's it's full. It's basically like I'm back in school, back to football, back to business. Uh, you know, I got to work, you know, perfect my craft some more and, and, and go from there. Hopefully, you know, get into some all-star games, get, get a combine invite, and, and work my way up the ladder. Charles, one thing I know for you is we, we, uh, we, we go yeah we go back for your uh, your pro day and it's like usually in April or something like that. Yeah, I de- I'll go back for my pro day up there in Oregon. Charles, okay. well, you're a guy that went back for your senior year. Would you recommend that, or was was it just beneficial for you, or was it something that you wanted to do personally? You graduated, if I'm not mistaken, early, correct? I did. And you still went back to Oregon and stayed there. You had an opportunity to to kind of feel some offers of around the, around the country. You stayed at Oregon, even with a new coach coming in. Um, you got a degree, number one. Congratulations. No, that's something that no one can take away from you. Phenomenal accomplishment. Uh, 
a lot of kids are coming out now, redshirt sophomores coming out as juniors. Uh, would you would you ha- would want to do that, or would you advise them to stay in and take advantage of the college life? Man, it's all different out there, man. It depends on your situation. depends on the film you put. The film depends on what you put on film. You know, I felt like personally I didn't do enough to be out to to, to leave early, um, so I wanted to come back. You know, try to do things a lot better, get my name out there some more. You know, be more accomplished than what I was. Uh, you know, I could have left and went to some other schools, but I felt like, man, I started there. Might as well finish it there, man. I, I built some uh, bonds with some guys there, and you know, just to try to just to leave them to, to try to better myself, and, and uh, you know, go do something else with a whole new, you know, new school, new system. You know, it was going to be the same thing even if I stayed. It was a whole new coaching system. You know, it'll be new changes anyway. So I felt like I already know these guys a lot. You know. I've been here for three years with them. I might as well stick it out. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask you, too, and, Doc, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I wanted to ask you this question. Uh, your bowl game you just had, uh, you guys didn't do very well. Uh, I believe you guys lost the game against, um, uh, who did you guys just play? Boise uh, State. Uh, there was a, a, a part of the game where um, they showed Royce Freeman on the sideline. I'm sure he's a friend of yours. Uh, trying to get everybody jacked up and hyped up, and Kirk Herbstreit made a comment about Royce Freeman. And uh, Kirk Herbstreit played at Ohio State. He was a quarterback. He's not a fan of kids sitting out of bowl games, and he made a comment uh, similar to, hey, man, why don't you, you know, kind of get away, let the guys who are here play and kind of hype ourselves up. Uh, do you have an opinion on guys sitting out of bowl games, and do you have an opinion about Royce sitting out of your bowl, bowl game? Personally, I didn't mind where I stood now. You know, he's done so much for this, for that university, for, for our university, you know, that no one else has done. He's broken so many records. You know, he's, his name has already been out there. There isn't much more he can do, you know, with his team to show what, he, what he's able to do that he hasn't been able to do already. You know, so sitting out, you know, I felt like was a good thing for him. Being on the sideline with us there, you know, trying to cheer us on, that was great. We, we wanted support. He's a leader on our team. Everybody trusts him. Everybody wants to be around him. You know, just because of the things he's done, he's, he's, he's excelled on and off the field, and everybody aspires to be like him a lot of the time. So him just being there, being there, pushing us, trying to make us better, telling us what we can do and can't do better, um, you know, I feel like every everybody on our team wanted that. Whether, you know, Social media and everybody else, they want to chime in and say he shouldn't be there, he shouldn't do this, he shouldn't do that. They're not out there on the field with us every day grinding. They're not, right. you know, they're not out there at 5 a.m. workouts. They're not there with us. So to have somebody who's been there, done the things that we've done, and still be there to support us, man, I'm all for it. Do you think that he would have sat out if that was the national title game? If it was the national title game, um, I'm not sure, man. That, that's, that's a whole different story. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's not a bowl game. He's a he's a guy who's gonna get drafted. Um, why risk it? Why why get injured? You know, playing yep. um, in a in a in a bowl game like the Vegas Bowl, you know, or any bowl game. Sure. But I know he's gonna go out there. He's gonna play in the Senior Bowl. That's a little different. Right. Um, you know, he gets to go against the top competition. You know, everybody's playing together. Everybody's you know playing against each other. It's not you know the guys he's played with. Right. You know, at Oregon, it's a whole new thing a way to go out there and put his name out there a lot more, showing that he's able to do this against SEC-type guys, right. ACC-type guys, and uh, build his profile up a little more. Doc, what, what's your take on that, Doc? I know, though, you and I have some different opinions um, when it comes to sitting out and that kind of thing, but what, what, what do you think about what, what uh, Charles just said about 
Royce Freeman. Yeah, you know, I, I think what he says is exactly right. It, it's a case-by-case basis, and everyone needs to look at their own position and and, and what's important for them. And, and some guys going off the ball game, maybe the one, one of the few times they're on national TV that they can really fit with this guy and get some publicity. And for guys who've already accomplished a lot, and maybe that they don't need to risk getting injured. I mean, Jalen Smith is, is the obvious example of somebody who was a get injured in the bowl game. So, case-by-case decision, as long as the player and the family and, and to some extent the, uh, the team is on board, then I think every player should be able to make their own decision. Well said. What do you think about that, Charles? I think that's the correct answer. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, Charles, man, we uh, Charles, Charles, what, what, are you, what are your opinions of how things have gone the last few weeks there in Oregon? Obviously, Coach Taggart's left. Uh, Coach Cristobal, I knew him well down at FIU when I was down in Miami. He's a great guy, one of the nicest guys I've ever come across in, 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 in the football profession. Seems like he had a lot of support from, from amongst the team, but I, I know you probably don't want to get too much into detail, but, but what are your thoughts on how things have unfolded in the last few weeks? In um, it was a sad but, you know, great moment, you know, Seeing that Coach Tiger came here less than a year ago uh, and, and turning this program around a little bit, you know, getting the culture back to a winning culture, um, you know, it's great. He had a great staff, great people who supported him. Everybody there was, you know, it was going to be a great season. It was going to be great years to come. You know, but to see him leave, I understand he did it. I understand why he did it. You know, he did it to better himself. Not to better himself. He was at a great program before. Uh, but the that's a dream school. You can't pass up your dreams, man. Everybody tells you to chase your dreams, chase your dreams. But, you know, the way that it was done, I, I felt like wasn't, you know, the best way to handle the situation. Uh, but, you know, we've been through that process before. Our coach was fired before. So it was it was nothing that we hadn't been through before. So everybody basically uh, got together. We said this is going to end us. We're going to go We're gonna go forward from here. Um Everybody on the team loved the staff that was there, uh, so we they petitioned, you know, to to keep the staff together. And that was, you know, saying that, you know, we we trust in Coach Cristobal. They made the hire of Coach Cristobal, and a lot of the most of the staff is staying there. Um, so, you know, I'm excited for what's going to come. Um, you know, I believe in Coach Cristobal. I believe in you know the coaches that stay, all those guys. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to what they do in the future. Awesome, man. Well, listen, Charles. We can't uh, we can't thank you enough for being on the show today, uh, Doc. Anything final for Charles before we let him go? I know you gotta you gotta do some things as well, so we're gonna say goodbye to you for a little bit as well. Uh, but Charles, no, Charles, uh, congratulations. Again. You know, I, I think you've been a great role model for for you know kids, especially kids back home in Daytona. You got your degree, you know, you've had a successful career, and uh, looking forward to watching your career continue. So, congratulations. Thank you. That's Charles Nelson, wide receiver from Oregon. Uh, phenomenal guy, man. One of the best, most explosive players in the country. Uh, receiver, return man, uh, punt returner, kick returner, safety. I mean, put him anywhere on the field. This guy is signing this guy to an NFL team is like signing five guys to an NFL team, uh, which will be one of the biggest attributes he has going forward. Uh, Daytona Beach native, uh, Seabreeze High School alumni, along with myself. And uh, we're going to jump, we're going to take a break here for a little bit. And uh, we're going to be back here and talking about some uh, some National Signing Day things. And also going to have the announcements here shortly 
of Adonis Boone and John Higgins from uh, uh, Mainland High School, and we're going to find out where they're going soon. Uh, this is Sammy G, and you're on the Three and Out Show, uh, Blog Talk Radio. We'll be back in just a few moments.
and welcome back to the Three and Out Show. You're everything source for college football here in the state of Florida. I'm your host, Sammy G. Uh, we just had Charles Nelson, uh, University of Oregon, standout wide receiver slash everything at University of Oregon that you can think of. Uh, the doc was on, but he is no longer with us. Uh, he'll be back shortly. Uh, the doc comes and goes. We just, whenever we need the doc, he comes on. Whenever we don't need the doc, uh, he's off. You know, we just kind of let him do his thing here. But we have a big show here. We're live here at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings here in Daytona Beach, Florida. Uh, 2479 West International Speedway Boulevard, Daytona Beach, Florida. Buffalo Wild Wings is uh, kind enough to host us tonight. He does fast break lunch, 15-minute guarantee. Our lunch is free if they don't bring it on 15 minutes, starting at 5.99 for the meals. Available Monday through Friday from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Uh, feel free to come on out to Buffalo Wild Wings. Great wings. I'm going to eat some here shortly, I think. I don't know. i got to figure out everyone else to eat around me. Seems like I'm the only one working tonight, but everyone else is here having a good time, which is okay by me. Uh, <laughs> but moving on to today, like we said, Buffalo Wild, or excuse me, uh, right now we're doing some uh, signing day things here. Uh, we're going to have an announcement here shortly from Adonis Boone uh, and uh, John Higgins, uh, both three-star commits uh, from uh, from Mainland High School here in Daytona, Florida. Uh, right now, uh, we got some updated rankings actually here from the state of Florida. Um, let me see here as far as the schools are ranking. And uh, right now, we'll just give you some of that information updated here on 247.com. Uh, well, they're just going to do the Florida teams here. We don't need to tell you that Ohio State's number one because everyone should probably know that. Uh, but right now, the way they sit right now, Miami, uh, the Hurricanes are sixth best in recruiting. Uh, they've done a great job there, and they're probably going to be better than you. Is they they got phenomenal commitment. They're about, they, they are. We co-producer Sean Love is here with us as well. Um, but they got Al Blades Jr. You might. Uh, it's uh, it, that Blades is synonymous with the University of Miami. There's been four generations of Blades that have gone through there. Uh, I actually know. Uh, Brian Blades, uh, excuse me, Benny Blades, uh, pretty well, and uh, I believe it's his nephew. And uh, this kid's unbelievable. Benny Thomas Aquinas, uh, and down in Florida, in uh, South Florida. And if I'm not mistaken, I'm, I'm almost positive that Jason Taylor and Sam Madison are coaches, uh, former Miami Dolphins, are head coaches down there on that program now. So they're they're just kind of getting everybody they can out of there. Hall of Famer. Uh, yes, Hall of Famer. Thank, thank you. You're a man of many words, Sean. I appreciate that. And also, uh, one of the bigger signs today was uh, Delone Scape, and I believe that's both Scape uh from Miami Southridge, uh, 6'3", 320-pound guard uh, from out of South Florida as well. So they're doing a phenomenal job they are down in Miami, trying to keep kids from Miami in the area. I don't know if anybody's ever seen the U on ESPN, but one of the biggest things they talked about there uh, was Bo Schembleck where we're saying they wanted to win the state of Miami, which was from Daytona Beach over to Tampa and down to Miami. If they can pull the kids out of that area, there's nobody in the, in the country that could beat. They're doing a good job right now keeping their guys uh, in-house. Uh, moving down the list, University of Florida comes in right now at uh, 14th. Uh, biggest story of the day of University uh, although we're here today for one of their commitments, uh, Emory Jones, quarterback, the highly heralded quarterback, four-star quarterback, um, number 40 nationally, number fourth uh, overall uh, ranking in, in the uh, in the country. 
uh, at his position, uh, has signed with the University of Florida. He was an Ohio State commit, and he flipped today. Like, they had him until today. He flipped yes. today. <laughs> we, we don't show bias on the show, Sean. But so you have to keep your, uh, your cheers for the University of Florida to yourself here. Uh, but Emory Jones, one of the most highly touted uh, players in the country, uh, out of, uh, excuse me, he's out of Franklin, Georgia, was committed to Ohio State uh, uh, verbally. And then today, that just, he is now a Florida Gator. Uh, one of the best, if not the best, uh, one of the best uh, quarterbacks in the country coming out. Uh, he's going to be probably, uh, I believe he fits right into Dan Mullen's system. And that's why he went out and got him. I agree. Uh, and, and it could be a sign for, for a guy like uh, Felipe Franks who may not fit into the system. They went out and got one of the best in the country to come and do it. So, big day for the Gators after losing Matt Corbin. Yeah, so they, they had to go out and get their guy and uh, did a great job doing that. Also, uh, one of their bigger commits today uh, was another four-star, uh, Kyle Pitts, tight end, six foot five. Or excuse me, uh, six to five, two hundred and thirty-five pounds tied in. Uh, Kyle's another get, another big kid from Westminster, uh, Pennsylvania, at Archbishop Wood High School. Uh, he's another big commit. That's a huge body to throw to. Uh, probably going to be one of those Greg Olson type, uh, uh, Jimmy Graham types with that long, tall body with that slender build. Uh, I'm guessing this kid's going to run pretty well. Um, he's six-rated uh, tight end in the country, so I, I'm guessing that. Uh, that's a pretty big sign for him. And also, Amari Bernay, uh, he's a safety, 6'1", 215-pound wow. safety out of high school. 6'1", 215-pound high school senior. What's that? What are they feeding these kids? These yeah, dude, that's unbelievable. That's, that's a size that you don't want to see at any level you're playing at, let alone in high school. Uh, this kid out of Calvary Christian, uh, another Florida kid out of Clearwater, Florida, four-star recruit. Uh, he was rated 15th uh, best safety in the country. Uh, only what I think is could be even better would be uh, the kid who everybody wants is waiting on, and that's Pat Sertain Jr. to see where he's going, the number one rated safety in the country. Um, but also, there's some other commitments that we can't can't talk about just yet. There's a, an announcement made, and we don't know who it's going to be or when it's going to be. But uh, the Gators coming in at 14. Uh, next on the list, uh, USF coming at 53rd. Uh, ranked 53rd right now uh, in, uh, in the recruiting day today. That's after the season they had this year. I mean, that, that doesn't make – that's not a surprise to me. They, they had a phenomenal year. Coach Charlie Strong over there came over and did a phenomenal job in, in getting things themselves. Uh, Quentin uh, – uh, of, course, of course, I can't think of it now. Over at USF, one of the best players in the country, if not the best player. Um, but they did a great job today, uh, landing some local guys. Uh, Stacy, he's a defensive end, 6'3", 248-pound kid from Jones High School in Orlando, Florida. Bashan Sainerling, offensive guard, 6'2", 356 pounds. That's a big boy out of Hollywood, Florida. So they went down there, and they beefed up some, themselves up front. They're actually losing... Uh, three interior linemen, if I'm not mistaken, at USF. So they had to go out and do a lot of work uh, as far as getting some offensive linemen in. Uh, and then another defensive end. They're actually losing a ton of defensive line uh, as well. So they're going to be hurting up front, but they're kind of making up for that here in recruiting. 
uh, with Rashawn Yates. Uh, he's ranked 48th nationally as a defensive end, 6'3", 250-pound uh, receiver as well. Uh, so congratulations to the South Florida Bulls uh, coming in at 53. Moving down our list, uh, this is Florida State University uh, ranked in at number 63. And this is a great like about this. You got USF out, out recruiting Florida State right now. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that they did, just got a coach in. Uh, that's going to be something. Uh, but also, you know, it just goes to show how good uh, USF was this year and what they did a horrible year um, down there. But with the addition of Willie Taggart now leaving Oregon um, for one year, he had a lot of success. And he's actually a huge guy. I think he's going to do pretty well uh, down in Tallahassee, to be honest with you. Uh, but they did a good job today, man. They got a lot of four-star recruits, uh, starting with uh, uh, yeah, excuse me, Anthony Lighton uh, from Derrick Henry Wise uh, from Upper Marlboro, Maryland, five uh, ten, one seventy three uh, corner. He's actually the number eight corner in the country. And they thought they didn't stop there. They got Asante Samuel Jr. You remember Asante Samuel, Sean, yeah. from uh, played with the Eagles and played with the Patriots. Yeah. This is his son, obviously Asante Samuel Jr. A uh, small guy, just like his father, 5'9", 166. Uh, he's ninth rated in the country out of St. Thomas Aquinas. Wow. There's so they had, okay, so let's stop right here. St. Thomas Aquinas, they had Al Blades Jr., and they had uh, Asante Samuel Jr. I mean, the pedigree at St. Thomas, how can these guys ever lose? And a couple other kids, or another name that came out of there was Deron Carter, Chris Carter's son. He's another kid that played. So I guess if you're a Hall of Famer, you're going to send your kids to St. Thomas Aquinas, and that's just because they got Hall of Famers kind of ruling the roost over there. Uh, but another four-star, Asante Samuel, four-star player as well. Uh, great job there. And he, he's another big kid. Um, and then we've got Demarcus Adams, uh, the local product here from Daytona Beach, Mainland, wide receiver, uh, four-star receiver, six foot, 170 pounds. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Anything about Mainland High School, let me talk to you about Mainland High School real quick. So Mainland High School is located here in Daytona Beach, Florida. They have become a pretty much a melting pot for Division One athletes. They're knocking them out year after year. There's a couple Mainland High School kids in the NFL right now. Uh, Leonard Williams, who you might know as defensive tackle from the Jets, is probably a pro bowler, if I'm not mistaken. They also have uh, Ricardo Allen, the starting safety uh, from uh, Atlanta Falcons, who uh, is a small guy who plays, went to Purdue. Uh, so these guys are just doing things at Mainland High School uh, in the area in Volusia County here that the other schools, unfortunately, just can't do. And they have such a huge track record of getting kids uh, into uh, into college that the kids are just coming here now, especially with the new rule that you can go to any high school you want as long as you have a ride there. You can go to any high school you want. Uh, another kid right now is playing in, at University of Florida, Ja'Kai Polite, is another kid at uh, Mainland High School. Uh, you know, there's there's they are high school. Them out. Oh yeah, Khalid Williams, another kid at the Citadel, uh, all he was a uh, all conference defensive player of the year. He's another mainland guy. So there's mainland guys just floating all over the country right now, and this school's just pumping them out. Like you said, if mainland was located in South Florida, they'd never lose a football game. Just exactly. so you know, they would never lose a football game. Uh, but Demarcus Adams, four-star wide receiver, all going to Florida State. Uh, Christian Meadows, another four-star. Uh, from Macon County, uh, from Georgia, Montessori, Georgia, which is about probably an hour or less from Tallahassee. Uh, offensive lineman, 6'3", 330 pounds, 11th rated uh, offensive lineman. 
and Chaz Neal, uh, a defensive end from Western Chapel. That's over by uh, Tampa there, about, probably about 20 minutes uh, north of Tampa, uh, up uh, I-75. Defensive end, 6'7", 257 pounds. Six foot seven. Chuck, do, you, do you know what six foot seven is, man? Do you think you could ever be six foot seven? And what what what, what would would life be for you at six foot seven? <laughs> Probably not. You don't think you could do it? I don't. Think so. I think I'm done growing. <laughs> yeah, I know you're done now, but imagine if you were six foot seven at one point, buddy, it would be amazing. Uh, moving right along here uh, from Florida State. Uh, UCF, and I, you know what? I should have done a little more research because I wanted to see what UCF was last year uh, at this time, and I don't know if I could find that information or not. But let me see if my producer here can find find out where uh, UCF rated last year. Uh, this year, they're at number 72. Uh, after the year they had, they're, to me, I've said it all along, they're the best team in the in the college in the country right now. Uh, Scott Frost, obviously, uh, the country. Uh, Scott Frost, offensive coordinator, came from work, who actually was an offensive coordinator for Charles Nelson. Uh, the UCF had a phenomenal year this year. Took a team who was five and six the year before, uh, and then just came in and just went 13 and 0. So they did a great job uh, coming in at 72nd right now. And I'll leave my my co-producer here is trying to find me that that information to see where they were last year, uh, to see uh, where they ranked at. Uh, but UCF did a great job this year. Oh, there you go. It's okay. You can talk. You're able to do that. But go ahead, Sean. Tell them where they were like last year. They were year. ranked 55 nationally last year. And that was probably after February signing day. That wasn't probably early because they didn't have an early signing day last year. Uh, so they're probably going to uh, especially with uh, Coach Heupel coming over from Missouri, uh, the offensive coordinator. I don't know if you watched Missouri this year. They were the worst team in college football, I thought, to start the season. They had a turnaround of epic proportion where they just said, hey, we're not losing anymore. They rattled off six wins and they're going to a bowl game. And Coach Heifel was offensive coordinator of that group. He kind of did a lot of good things over there. Uh, but early things, uh, early players for these guys uh, going in to commit. Uh, Patrick Jolly, three-star out of Newsom, uh, uh, excuse me, Newsom High School in Lithia, Florida. Uh, he's an athlete. They got him listed as an athlete at 6'1", 177 pounds. Uh, Devin Jordan, Dillard High School down in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Offensive tackle, six foot six, two hundred fifty-five pounds. He's going to end up being three hundred five when it's all said and done. Six six at eighteen years old, two hundred fifty-five pounds. He's got a lot of growing to do. They're going to put they're going to put thirty forty pounds on him when he gets there. And then we got Isaiah Bellamy from Largo, Florida, tight end, six foot two hundred twenty pounds. Another kid who's going to end up just growing and growing and growing. They're not going to be able to stop these kids from growing uh, when it's all said and uh, they have a lot of letters of intent, and I'm guessing that's uh, that's going to be just because uh, they're, they're, they want to get them signed and, and whatnot. Uh, but the letters of the let, excuse me, letters of intent signed today: three-star uh, Eric Gilliard, Trinity Christian Academy, Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, he's an outside linebacker, 5'11", 225, rated 31, uh, 31. It is a 31, <laughs> 31st nationally. Uh, and then Jermaine McMillan uh, from Booker T. Washington uh, down in Miami, Florida. Uh, another uh, safety, 6'2", 185-pound safety. Man. I, I, I don't know what to tell you, man. These kids today, are, they're just they're, they're, they're wooly mammoths. I mean, they're unbelievably big, and they're not going to stop growing. Uh, but good job to Coach Heifel. I mean, he's had a short – got to remember, a lot of these guys had short schedules because they just got jobs. A lot of them just been recruiting for two weeks, and they're signing kids. So it just goes to show uh, – 
what these guys have been doing and, and how they're working down these coaches and how they're getting everything going. Uh, moving on, FIU, Florida International. Uh, great job down there with Butch Davis this year. Uh, I believe they were conference championship conference champions uh, this year. FIU coming in at 75th, just under UCF. So that's good news for FIU is that they're, them and UCF right now are kind of neck and neck when it comes to recruiting. They're get, kind of getting a lot of the same players and a lot of the same competitions, and uh, they're doing pretty well for themselves. So good for them down there in, in South Florida as well. FIU, uh, some of their commits today, uh, they had uh, Jamal Anderson, uh, who was a safety, 6280 pounds from South State Homestead, Florida. Another South Florida kid keeping a guy down there, uh, 64th overall in the country. Uh, and one of them is uh, a community, excuse me, from Hutchinson Community College in Hutchinson, Kansas, uh, Juco transfer, uh, defensive tackle, uh, Taylor Humphrey. Uh, he's uh, coming in at 6'5", 350 pounds. Nationally ranked at ninth, uh, so excuse me, third at his position. National rank is ninth, uh, and John Bolding also an offensive guard from Keno, Spring, Texas. Offensive guard, six three, three hundred pound guy, uh, rank of one hundred twenty eight. And then moving on, also Donovan Georges, uh, Champagne, right, Catholic in Hialeah, Florida. Hialeah, hundred third street. I don't know how I know that. Hundred third street, Miami. Is Hialeah. I don't know why I know that. Uh, inside linebacker, six foot, two hundred and thirty-seven pounds. That's a that's a grown man uh, playing high school football. I don't I, I don't know that angle, but that's a grown man. And then Ivan Thomas from Miami Palmetto down in Miami as well, six foot four, two hundred fourteen pounds, uh, wide receiver. And again, Miami keeping them down south. All these Miami guys, they got to keep them down there. They got to keep these kids. They got to keep them in house. They can't let them get away. Uh, you know that. That, that's the problem when you let guys from Florida get out get out of Florida. You know the Georgia. What is up with South Florida? They're just they, they are the best. They just they breed them, buddy. I want to tell you, they just nowhere get, in the country is like that. No, nah, they just go down there. Every kid in South Florida is just uh, it's just uh, they're just ready to go, man. That's what they do. They go down there. But you're right. You see the other teams in college football becoming better, and you see they're recruiting. They're getting teams. They're, but, Florida and Florida State used to get. Sure. In Miami, now teams are getting in. Yeah. They're pulling them out of Florida, and they're, they're, they're playing the best football that we've seen in years. Yeah. When the Florida teams used to dominate because we had all these recruits. Unbelievable. <laughs> Moving right along, we got uh, Florida Atlantic at 126. And I'm going to say that the reason why this is 126 is because they just had a bowl game. They've been practicing. They probably haven't had an opportunity to, uh, to uh, go out and, and, and do a lot of the recruiting. And, and get on the map. Um, so I, I'm going to chalk it up to that. I'm guessing that they're going to be moving up shortly, um, especially uh, after they just stomped Akron 50-3 to last night. I mean, it wasn't even close. They got the best player. And I'm going to go. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, they got the best player in the country, Devin Singletary, on their team right now. This kid's unbelievable. Uh, 32 touchdowns this year. It leads the NCAA. I think, I think he actually ended up third overall with 32, third highest ever. I think uh, was 32, 30, or, uh, 32 was third highest ever in touchdowns in, in one season. So this kid's unbelievable. only a sophomore. I'm guessing he won't see his senior year, uh, but you, you never know. Hopefully, he, uh, you know, Lane Kiffin can keep him down there at FAU. But they were able to get some guys on there, uh, starting with Nero Nelson, no, no relation to Charles Nelson, 
uh, Kofi and Lincoln Community College. He's a transfer from Junior College in Western Mississippi. Wide receiver, six foot, one eighty. Uh, second rated JUCO wide receiver. That's that's pretty good. I'm guessing that's pretty good. If you're the number two rated JUCO receiver, come out. Also, Charles Cameron uh, from Copia Lincoln Community College in Western Mississippi. Defensive tackle, six two, one or six, six two two ninety. Uh, 18th rated overall. Uh, Devin Hayes from Jones High School in Orlando. Uh, defensive end, 6'6", 250 pounds. 62nd overall in the country. That's a big boy, man. 6'6", 250 pounds. That's crazy, man. Uh, also, another kid from Florida, Franklin Jackson from West Orange from Winter Garden. Winter Garden, Florida, right down the street from us here over in Orlando. West Orange High School, defensive end, 6'2", 217 pounds. They're either going to put him, or they're going to make him an outside linebacker. He's a uh, second rated overall. And then Deshaun Holmes uh, from the College of the Canyons in Valencia, California. That's a junior college. Uh, transfer wide receiver 5'10", uh, 175. So good job to FAU as well. And then moving from there, our final school that's rated right now, uh, believe it or not, and, and it actually, not that I'm shocked, but I'm a little bit surprised considering they had the worst season, one of the worst seasons in college football history uh, this year. Fan you. They didn't. They didn't have a great year, and in fact, they, they they had a like a politician on Twitter calling the for the firing of their head coach. I mean, they, they had a lot of problems down in uh, this year uh, at FAMU, and they actually have come in ranked at 170th. If I'm not mistaken, Florida A&M has come in as He's got a ranking. And I got one guy on the list. He's from Miami Central, Terrian Stafford. Offensive guard, 6'3", 325. Good for them. Good for them. I couldn't, we couldn't be happier for him. Uh, it looks like we got the Doc calling in. Hey, Doc, you with us? Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm just listening to you run down there on the other team. Nice job there. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Uh, Doc, you called in just in time for a commercial, so we appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Doc, we're going to uh, take a commercial break here. We still, we're going to we're here live at Buffalo Wild Wings here in Daytona Beach, Florida. Uh, this is a three and out show. Uh, we're going to be having some calls coming in soon. Uh, the families are showing up, so everyone's eating, having a good time. We're going to have Adonis Boone and uh, John Huggins announcing their. Uh, Making their announcement here shortly of where they're headed. Uh, we're going to have exclusive interviews with both of those gentlemen uh, coming up. Also, uh, Jakai Polite from University of Florida is supposed to be on here. We'll see if he can find us. Uh, maybe he'll be on. Maybe he won't. Uh, I don't know if that's going to happen or not. Uh, but right now, you're listening to uh, the Block Talk Radio Three and Out Show. Your everything source for football uh, in the state of Florida. And uh, we'll be right back. Okay, Doc. All right, man. Tell them 
welcome back to the Three and Out Show. I'm your host, Jimmy G, here live on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, we're here at Buffalo Wild Wings in Daytona, Florida, 2479 West International Speedway Boulevard. Uh, kind enough to have us out here. Uh, Buffalo Wild Wings, uh, fast break lunch, 15-minute uh, guarantee, or your lunch is free here at Buffalo Wild Wings, starting at $5.99 for the meals available Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Sean, have you ever been here before? Have you ever been to Buffalo Wild Wings before? Yes, a bunch of times. Great. That's it? That's all you got? What did you think of? Actually, uh, <laughs> well, you know I'm involved in the MMA world. Sure. And uh, many times we'd have weigh-ins here for the fight. Oh, really? How, how does that go? Come here. Goes pretty well. Yeah, it goes well. Put a scale. Well, there you go. And a bunch of fighters get naked and step on the weight. Fighters get naked. That, that sounds like <laughs> the place to be, apparently. Yeah. Uh, all of our listeners, give us a call at 657-383-1684. Again, that's 657-383-1684. Having a special edition of signing day here at Buffalo Wild Wings. We're going to have Adonis Boone, uh, offensive lineman from Mainland High School, and John Huggins. Uh, also uh, from Mainland High School here announcing uh, pretty shortly, I'm guessing. Uh, they're going to be here. We're going to have exclusive interviews with both of them. Uh, supposedly we're going to have Ja'Kai Polite here uh, shortly if we can find him. I don't know where Ja'Kai is, uh, but for now uh, it's just me and uh, me and Mr. Sean. So if you have any questions uh, regarding signing day or anything like that, please give us a call. Uh, we're going to be here uh, doing our thing for, uh, for the next few, at least another hour. Uh, while we're here doing this, uh, Sean, let me ask you something. I mean, you're you're a big college football fan, correct? Correct. It's actually, you, my favorite thing. It is your favorite thing. Good for you, buddy. Would you uh, would you say that uh, signing day is a big day in, in a high school athlete's uh, career? Up until then, it would be the biggest day. Yeah. So essentially, it's like your signing day is you know almost like you're going into the the pros essentially. Uh, signing day has changed a lot. Since you and I were in high school, we didn't have the, uh, the the Twitters and the media attention, and and we didn't have the uh, Instagrams and the Facebooks and uh, you name it. We didn't have all that when we were in high school. Now these kids today, they're here. They get on TV. They're on ESPN. They're 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 on the Under Armour All America game, and everyone getting the announcements made. Um, you know, it's a big thing. Uh, I've contested that. We're giving these kids a little too much publicity at a young age, and it's kind of maybe causing a little bit of why some of these kids aren't, aren't doing as well once they get older. Uh, just because I feel like once we get, you know, high school kids shouldn't be on ESPN, I don't believe. Uh, I think it's just a little too much too soon for them. Uh, they got a lot of that coming when they get into college. You're going to have national exposure. A lot of them, when they get to play at the USC's, the Florida's, the Louisville's, the Oregon. Uh, what's I, your take on that? I, I agree with you. I agree with you on that. Um, I think the exposure is a little too much, and it, it, to me, it seems like they're filling themselves a little too much. They're believing their own hype a little bit too yeah. much already without proving it. Yeah. They come in like they're stars already a lot of oh, the yeah. times when I look at that. Yeah. Yeah, no, they're definitely reading their press clippings a little too much, and, and I, I got to tell you, I don't know if that hurt, helps these guys. Uh, I, I really think it hurts them, to be honest with you. Um, that's just me. I mean, we're I agree. here. I got a radio show and I'm here doing it and I'm broadcasting, but you know I'm just kind of keeping up with the Joneses in a sense because the Three and Out show is one of the best college football shows in America. It's obviously the best college football show in for Florida. everything for everything college football in the state of Florida. Um, looks like we got uh, we got some movement over here, so we might have a uh, 
we might have uh, an announcement coming here shortly, so we're gonna we're gonna going to uh, we're gonna keep an eye on Adonis here. He's moved to uh, to the head table, and it looks like Mr. Mr. Huggins has also moved to a table here, so we're gonna keep that uh, keep an eye on that uh, as well. Um, but you know, you, you know, you get these kids like you said, you know, they're, they're announcing these things on. On, on national television now. Uh, I mean, is it that important to know where kids going to high school and then 18 year old kids going, or excuse me, kids going to college? I mean, I just think, like you said, it's, it's, I think there's better ways that we can help these kids out, and I don't think by giving them that much publicity that soon is, is the way to do it. But again, we didn't have social media and Twitters and Facebooks and Instagrams where news is like instant now. Uh, you know, before, you know, back when we were going to school, you know, if you and I made an announcement where we're going, we did it in the gym at a pep rally in front of our classmates, in front of our principal, in front of our coaches and our teammates. That was the end of it. You left it. You left it. Went back to class. <laughs> you know. Now we're at Buffalo Wild Wings, awaiting a waiting for an answer here from uh, from the gentleman. So we're going to keep our uh, we're going to keep our ear open to see if we can hear uh, what's going to go on here shortly. But again, we have we do have some movement here. Uh, I don't know if there's any indications here, but there are. Two tables here. One is red, one is blue. I've seen the theme is red and blue. And I gotta tell you, it's a, a, it's a very Seabreeze High School colored theme here. Yes, it is. For two, for two mainland bucks. For two mainland bucks, yeah. I don't, I don't know that that's a very BPND type color situation here. But, you know, good for them. Uh, it looks like we're gonna have, uh, we got families coming to the table here too. So, uh, we're, gonna, we're just gonna kind of gonna keep it light. I'm sure we're gonna hear some, some, some clapping and some hooting and hollering here going shortly. Uh, this is a big day for for any kid. I, you know, I know that I say it's not it's not great to do it to the kid, but it's a big day. I mean, these kids have worked hard. You know, they they've gone and they've gone for the two a days. They've spent their time in high school. You know, they have had to stay eligible. They've had to do you know be good people in order to have this happen to them. Uh, so it's a big day uh, for any high school kid. As much as I I think it's detrimental in a way, I do know that it's a very big day for these kids, and uh, we're gonna have them. Uh, as soon as they make their announcements here, uh, Adonis Boone and uh, and John Huggins, we're going to see uh, we're going to see what's going to go on here. Uh, and let's give you a little bit of information on Adonis Boone. Uh, he's a oh, it looks like we're looks like we're getting ready to have an announcement here. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stay quiet here and let let our listeners enjoy the uh, enjoy the noise here. Let me see if we can uh, get the microphone over. Mom's over here kind of rattling the troops around, and it looks like a doc is going to be the first here to make the announcement. So right now, we've got the family gathering around. I've got some family, some classmates, some coaches might even be here as well. Uh, anybody that wants to give us a call, you can reach us at uh, 657-383-1684. It's going to get a little loud here shortly, and uh, it's going to be... Uh, it's going to be, yep, they're gathering right now, so we're going to find out what it is. You want to get up, Sean, and see if uh, you can, I'll stay on the radio. You let me know who, who, what the team is. I appreciate it. Our producer, Sean, is going to walk over and see what the announcement is. We've got a little bit of a roadblock here uh, from the family and friends. I don't think they want me to move people, uh, but we have uh, Adonis Boone here making the call uh, just any moment now. So we're going to stay, uh, we're going to stay on... Uh, we're going to stay here with you guys uh, while they do this here. This is the first for the three announce show. We were here for a live announcement, man. This is pretty cool. Very cool. Our first, you know, we've, been, we've had a lot of firsts here on the three announce show. We've been on the air for about seven episodes. And we've had some phenomenal guests. Oh, they're making the announcement. I'm going to be quiet a little bit here. 
And Adonis Boone is going to unveil uh, where he's headed. And uh, right now, I'll just stay a little quiet, see if you can hear me. And uh, looks like we're coming right now. And Adonis Boone is going to make his announcement. He looks like he's gesturing here. He's signing his letter. He's talking to, he's talking to everybody here, so let's, let's stay quiet. From uh, Mainland High School, three star from Mainland High School, six foot five, two hundred eighty five offensive lineman is going to Sean Louisville. He's going to Louisville. Adonis Adonis Boone, Daytona Beach, Florida, Mainland has now committed, and is, is he signing his letter over there as well? I believe he has now officially made his announcement. He has signed the letter of intent. He is now going to Louisville. University of Louisville, good for him. And now John Huggins as well. He's making his announcement as well. There's our producer Sean over there, so we'll wait to hear where he's going as well. And uh, let's hear it. John Higgins, three-star out of Daytona Beach Mainland High School as well. Safety, six foot one, 200 pounds. That's a big boy. And his, uh, his choice here is going to be, and we're going to find out here any second here. Is that my executive producer over there? Oh, and I can tell you this might make sense why the why the why the uh, table calls are red and blue. And there it is. We have an announcement. Sean Huggins, six foot one. I'll let Sean do it because he likes doing it. I can tell he's running back over here. Uh, John Huggins, six three star, six foot one, two hundred pound safety from Mainland Daytona Beach Mainland High School is going to the University of Florida. University of Florida going to Gainesville. John Huggins, good for him. I know Coach Mullins is going to be happy to see him, and uh, this is an interesting, an interesting uh, turn of events because, if I'm not mistaken, John Huggins was committed uh, to Florida State University. He verbaled to Florida State University, has now changed his mind, just like everyone can do. You can go in and change people's minds. Yeah, everyone can go in and change people's minds. He is now going to the University of Florida. He's going to join another mainland Buck, uh, former. Uh, defensive end, actually a former punter, defensive end, cornerback, you name it, um, Ja'Kai Polite, uh, he is going to be on, and uh, he he is going to be joining Ja'Kai as well in Gainesville, and I'm sure Ja'Kai, wherever he might be, is excited to have uh, John Huggins, and I'm sure Dan Mullins, that new staff, uh, is going to be excited to have uh, uh, Mr. Huggins over there as well. Uh, these guys, both Mainland Bucks, like we said, Mainland is a is a definite uh, uh, powerhouse. powerhouse when it comes to high school football. And they're just pumping out Division One athletes. Uh, we're going to get uh, both these gentlemen over here shortly uh, after all the pictures and after all the, the hugs and kisses. We're definitely going to have both these guys over here. Uh, why don't we take a break real quick and uh, let, let's, let's take a break and then we're going to come back with interviews with, with uh, Adonis Boone and also John Huggins. We're going to talk to them and to find out uh, what they're thinking and why they made their choices. How's that sound? Sounds good. Great. You're listening to the Three and Out Sean Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Amy G, with my co-producer Sean. Uh, you can reach us at 657-383-1684. Again, that's 657-383-1684. And we're going to take a quick break here and uh, let's see what we can give you guys to listen to to make something happy. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here. We'll leave you with some uh, some Clue Fighters and we'll be right back.
we're back with the Three and Out Show. I'm your host, Sammy G. We're live here from the Buffalo Wild Wings in Daytona Beach, Florida, 2479 West International Speedway Boulevard in Daytona Beach, Florida. Uh, Buffalo Wild Wings fast break lunch, a 15-minute guarantee, or your lunch is free, uh, starting at $5.99, available Monday through Friday from uh, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Uh, we just had a we just we're here live for the announcements of, of a couple of mainland uh, high schools two biggest stars uh, Adonis Boone and now we're going to be joined actually with the other one John Huggins John Huggins defensive back three star commit three star four star it's so weird that I can go to one side you're a three star one side you're a four star since we're all from Daytona I'll give you the four star rating how's that right, four star commit uh, John Huggins here six foot one two hundred pounds. Uh, a safety uh, solid piece today, actually, uh, with the defensive coordinator. He says he's going to be playing in the secondary. First off, thanks for having us. Congratulations, man. Thanks. Thanks. I know it's a uh, I know it's a big uh, a big step for you uh, when it comes to, uh, to to actually going to college and picking and choosing where you're going to end up staying for the next four years. Uh, first off, how you feeling after all this is over? I know it's been a wild ride, but tell me about how you're feeling right now. Uh, it feels it feels amazing just knowing that I can play at a defensive back rich. University of the University of Florida. Uh, can't wait to be with them guys. Uh, we're bringing in a really good class. Really good class came together. We got we got um, Emory and Trey. Um, yeah, it's really exciting. It's really exciting. University of Florida is known for their secondary. You got guys like Marcus uh, Marcus May, uh, Matt Elam, uh, Joe Hayden. Uh, the list goes on and on about DBs and uh, and at the University of Florida. In fact, Mainland High School had one of the Probably could have been one of the best with Avery Atkins years ago. Rest in peace, Avery. Um, you know, you're following a long list of guys who have gone to that secondary. What are you looking to get out of going to the University of Florida as a um, freshman? Well, I'm looking to really shock the nation, be one of the top freshmen in the country, um, playing good football every every Saturday, um, playing playing over the best guy is and. Seeing, seeing well, you're, in, you're going to DBU, as they call it, in Gainesville. Uh, you, you know, you're going to be playing the University of Tennessee now. Um, I believe one of your uh, one of Mainland's former guys, offensive lineman there, Tatum, mm-hmm. an offensive lineman there. But you're not going to be playing Flagler. You're not going to be playing Seabreeze in Atlantic anymore. Uh, how do you think you're going to compete and do against SEC competition, which is regarded as probably the best competition in college football? Really, it all just starts in the weight room. It starts how hard you work every day, what you eat, what you put in your body. So, really, just working hard there, working hard in the weight room, conditioning, getting already, getting quicker, faster, quicker feet, bigger body to really be able to handle handle them. Yeah, it's a different level of competition, right? The game's going to speed up for you quite a bit. Yes, sir. Uh, I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't ask you. You were a, uh, a verbal to Florida State, correct? Yes, sir. What, what was it about Gainesville that made you decide, hey, this is where I need to be, not in Tallahassee? Um, really, the family-oriented ori- coaches. Um, Coach Mullen is a really family guy. He wants to see the best. His players be better man. And Coach Grantham, he's another family-oriented guy. I mean, they have the kids walking around the facilities. They have the husbands, I mean, wives and husbands and all kinds of stuff. So, um, yeah, it's really a family-oriented organization. So, that being said, the defense he runs, aggressive, 4-2-5. Um, defense that's really suits me. I mean, coming off the edge, blitzing, playing man-to-man, playing zone. I mean, I think 10 a fifth one. 
Well, let me ask you this. What do you think your, your best skill set is? Are you a cover guy? Are you a come down to the box and I want to hit the people guy? Are you all of them? I mean, what do you think your best skill set is as a DB? I think I'm a little bit of ease. Really, I can come fit the run. I can keep up with guys who run four fours and four fives and that good stuff. I mean, I think I can handle elite competition sure. pretty well. At six foot one, 200 pounds, if we could put 30 pounds on you, you're going to turn into an outside linebacker, or are we going to keep you back in the secondary? Uh, I'm going to try to be in the secondary as long as I can. <laughs> you, once you get on one of those meal plans, though, that can change real quick over in Gainesville. Uh, last question I have for you, John, is I don't want to keep you. Uh, this has been a, one of the probably one of the craziest processes of your life. Uh, did you enjoy the process? Yeah, it was a it was an interesting process. I mean, all the coaching movements and it was really crazy. Yeah. December, December and November. So, but at the end of the day, I mean, I really enjoyed the process. It was, I mean, it was a blessing being of, able to yeah, being able to um, have offers from really a lot of colleges in the country. Yeah. So that being said, yeah. Was, how, how many visits did you actually take? Um, I took one official and. Three, Three or four unofficial. Four unofficial list to Florida. Florida. Okay. And the, where'd you go? Where were the three unofficial? Um, I've been to UCF, USF, FSU, Miami, and that's, that's it. So three of those all had new coaches. So yeah. I'm sure it was kind of different. You get recruited one week by one guy. Next week, uh, you're not getting recruited. Let me ask you a quick question about UCF. Uh, Coach Scott Frost. He left, and they had a connection here with Coach Beckton, who was at UCF, who was actually from Daytona. He went to, to Nebraska. Was it, were they trying to get you up to Nebraska? Yeah, they were, um, <laughs> I had a um, uh, visit scheduled for January 12th, but I just chose to just be a Gator. Listen, you're going to be in your, you know, basically hometown now. You get to play in front of your mom and dad, and your friends can come out and play and see you play. Uh, we couldn't be happier. You know, we're, we're a Florida-based show. Uh, we're the number one college football show in the state of Florida. We we promote all the Florida schools. We couldn't be happier for you, man. Congratulations. Thanks. Good Thanks luck so to you. We look forward Thanks. to seeing you not only on Saturdays, but on Sundays uh, soon after that. Yes, so Thank congratulations you. and thank you for Thanks. coming on the show, buddy. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. That's John Huggins. Uh, just made a commitment from uh, Mainland High School, Daytona Beach, Florida. Now going to be in the orange and blue uh, in Gainesville as, as a part of the University of Florida. Um, they couldn't be happier. I watched a, a segment today that they had uh, with their uh, with their defensive coordinator, where they talked about uh, how how much how better they're going to be uh, with the signing of John, uh, you know, and bringing him in. So they are excited to have him in Gainesville. He's going to enjoy it, man. That's a cool city to go to. It's going to be a great team to play for. I've I've been to the stadium a few times, more than a few times, I should say. Uh, it's a great atmosphere. The University of Florida, they love to play. And uh, they're going to just get better and better uh, as, as the years go on, especially with the recruiting that they've had. Uh, and we could be, could be more excited. Uh, now we're going to be joined uh, with, the, with, the, with, the, with the co-star of tonight's uh, uh, event, um, Adonis Boone, uh, 6'5", 285-pound offensive lineman, uh, a mainland buccaneer as well. Um, these guys live on the BPND around here. Buck Pride never dies. Right. Uh, we are a Florida, Florida-based uh, uh, show, so I know all about it. Uh, you're going to be heading out to Louisville. Uh, first of all, congratulations. Thank you. Couldn't be more proud of you uh, heading out to Louisville. Uh, I kind of asked you kind of the same things we talked to John about. Tell us about the, the about the process, man. Has it been crazy for you? Had you enjoyed it? The process, like it just came out of nowhere for me. Like, I was worried about. 
playing. Like I was just enjoying the game. My first offer came, it was a big blessing, and it just kept coming. I was like, wow, like <laughs> Crazy. It was like domino effect. Yeah, right? one, yeah. One you know, it's funny that you know these schools don't want to lose guys. So once they see one guy says an offer, they just start flying in, and it's a crazy process. I know that. Right. Um, did you have an idea that you were going to go to Louisville the whole time, or did you have other things in mind? Or? The whole time, like I wasn't really focusing on where I was going to school. Then once I visited, I fell in love with school. You, what was it about Louisville that made you say yes? I wanted to go there. The school spirit. Yeah. Did they bring you to a game? Yeah, they brought me to a basketball game, oh. and that was crazy. I'm sure that was, yeah. <laughs> so you didn't see a football game? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, man, sure that's crazy. Well, Lamar Jackson, obviously one of the best players, if not the best player in the country. I don't know if he'll be there or if he comes with next year. Uh, but, you know, Louisville's got a short tradition, especially, uh, you know, high-powered offense. Uh, they run that kind of that uh, pedal-to-the-metal offense. Uh, you're going to probably go in as an offensive tackle. What are you expecting as a freshman to go in, and what do you get accomplished as a freshman? I just want to get, I just want to get better, get better and better, work on my technique, dominate. Well, what do you think some of your strengths are and weaknesses are as an offensive lineman? My strengths are my athleticism, my range, my fire off the ball, like, it's amazing. <laughs> my weakness, I just got to focus on my first step. That's yeah. easy to fix. No doubt about it. That's all, that's all coaching and technique. So you you're going to get better definitely as, as the days go on. I'm actually with an offensive lineman, and I'm actually a professional football scout as well. Um, so I, I, I always watch the O-line just to see how everyone's doing. Uh, I'm a local guy as well, so I've seen you play all year. i, I got to tell you, you could be probably, if not one of the best offensive linemen that's come out of here in maybe 10 to 15 years. Uh, you're going to a great school in Louisville. Uh, how do you think, I asked John the same thing, how do you think you're going to fare this new you're not going to be playing Seabreeze anymore. You're not going to be playing Flagler and Spruce Creek. Uh, you know, you're going to be playing Florida State, Syracuse, you know, big schools. How do you think you're going to fare against those guys now? Like, I know it's going to be a whole bunch of memes out there. Like, but my mindset is always competitive. I feel like I'm better than you. No matter how much experience you got, no matter how big you are, like, I feel like I'm better than you. Playing with guys like Brian Jenkins, Julio, no, like, made me better. Good. That, that listen, I've always said in order to be the best, you got to beat the best. So if you're competing against the top guys all the time, you're always going to be better. Last question I have for you, you're a Florida guy. All the schools in Florida are going to be upset that you're leaving the state of Florida because they try to keep everybody intact in here. Uh, did you have offers from any of the Florida schools, and, and, and why did you not want to stay in town? I just feel like the best for me to hit the road and go get it. I had plenty of offers from Florida schools, but I just feel like Louisville is the best for me. Awesome, man. Well, listen, Adonis, we can't be happier for you. Uh, we're, we're a Florida-based school, uh, show, so we're always excited, especially to see a kid, a local guy, especially coming out of mainland. Uh, I had Charles Nelson here earlier, and he thought this was a Seabreeze party because he saw all the red and blue uh, <laughs> tablecloths everywhere, and I had to assure him that this was a mainland a mainland event. Uh, but, listen, we couldn't be happier for you. You know, mainland is just – they're a breeding ground for, for D1 athletes. You know, last year or a couple of years ago, we had Chicago Light come out. Uh, you know, last year um, – uh, the gentleman at Florida State, uh, help me out with him, Cyrus, Cyrus Fagan. Uh, I mean, they're just it's just nonstop. So congratulations, Thanks, good luck sir. to you. Uh, have you graduated yet? Do you graduate? Well, good luck, to you. congratulations, man. I hope it works out for you, and we look forward to having you on the show in the future. Okay. Yes, sir. Thanks, man. Right. Appreciate it, Donis. That's Adonis. Uh, excuse me, Adonis Boone, uh, three-star uh, prospect out of Daytona Beach Mainland High School, heading to Louisville, six foot five, two hundred eighty-five pounds, offensive lineman. Uh, you know, I, I got to tell you, the Florida schools have 
they made a mistake letting this guy out of, out of the state of Florida. I, I don't know how that happened, but uh, I can tell definitely. you every school in the state of Florida is going to be kicking themselves that they're going to have to play against that guy, and their defensive ends are not going to be happy that they're going to have to go against him soon. Uh, I, I, that's just that's a tragedy. That's a, I don't know. I don't know how you let right it. Next to I just don't know how you let a guy like that out of the state of Florida. I just stood right next to him, and yes, he is a big kid. Yeah, I just don't know how they're gonna do that, man. Tell me how the who would let him out of the state of Florida? That is unbelievable. Well, listen, congratulations to both those guys. We couldn't be happier for for Adonis and John. So. They're, they're going to do well. Uh, obviously, it's a big change. Like I said, they're not going to be playing against Bruce Street and Sweepers High School anymore. You know, one's going to be playing, now going to be traveling to Knoxville to play. The other one's going to be traveling to Florida State to play. Uh, so it's going to be awesome. Uh, last year, they had Cyrus Fagan from Florida State, the gentleman, uh, the defensive back, who actually played this year as a freshman uh, at Florida State. Uh, so he's, he's doing great things as well. Uh, once again, you're listening to uh, the Three and Out Show on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Sammy G. I'm here with my co-producer, Sean. You can reach us at 657-383-1684. If you have any questions in regard to signing day, we're going to take one more break here before we we sign out of here tonight. Uh, We're actually here locally at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings here in Daytona Beach, Florida, 2479 West International Speedway Boulevard. Uh, They they were gracious enough to let us come here to host tonight and bring these guys on uh, to get it to... uh, to uh, interview them. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back uh, with the Green Out Show.
You didn't hear what I said. Oh. All right, you're listening. We're back here with the Free and Out Show. Uh, your host, Sammy G, live from the Buffalo Wild Wings in Daytona Beach, Florida. Uh, 2479 West International Speedway Boulevard in Daytona Beach, Florida. Buffalo Wild Wings, fast break lunch. 15-minute guarantee or your lunch is free. Starting at $5.99, available Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Well, we're coming to the end of our special edition here. We were able to see uh, two gentlemen here from Mainland High School announce where they're heading, sign their letters of intent at Thomas Boone, going to Louisville. John Huggins going to uh, to uh, University of Florida, which I know you're happy about, although I told you you can't be happy about that because we know you're a diehard uh, Gator. Guy. I am not smiling about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, listen, we want to thank all the listeners, of course, for uh, for tuning in tonight on our uh, National Early Signing Day edition. Uh, 2017. Uh, again, congratulations to Pal- Adama Spoon and uh, John Huggins uh, making their decisions tonight. want to thank uh, Charles Nelson uh, for being on the show earlier tonight. Uh, good luck to him. I'm glad to see we had a lot of local guys uh, come on tonight and, and get things done. And uh, we just want to say thank you to Buffalo Wild Wings for having us here, allowing us to broadcast the show uh, live from Buffalo Wild Wings here. Sean, thank you as well, co-producer. Thank you for having me. Do you me. want to be full producer? Do we kick Do we kick BG off this thing one day, or what? Do you feel like you should be a full producer? That's, I want to have that on radio. Do you feel that you should be the only producer? Not Do you want me to take the co- I mean, you've been to a couple events now. No. No, I can't do that to BG. Yeah, I mean, listen, say what you feel, man. Don't, don't be afraid of it. We'll, we'll, we'll get back to you, Sean. If you think you deserve to be just only producer, and we'll swipe the co-op. Uh, you know, what about co-host? How do you feel about co-hosting? Well, now that's intriguing. <laughs> there you go, man. I can always use a co-host. That's accountable. <laughs> oh, that was a shot of that was a shot of my co-host. Doc, he's gonna be upset at me for that one. I gotta apologize to him ahead of time, Doc. He's a busy he's man. He's a busy man. Doc yeah. You know, when you're when you actually are performing surgery, you gotta you gotta give me some leeway. You gotta give me some leeway. Well, anyway, again, thanks a lot for listening. Uh, on behalf of myself, Sammy G, and the Doc, as always, uh, the Three and Out Show, your your everything source for college football in the state of Florida, and uh, co-producer Sean, we want to thank you. Uh, tune in next week. Uh, we'll be out back to our original time on Tuesday, 8 p.m. And uh, actually, we won't see anybody until Christmas. So everyone have a have a Merry Christmas. What do you think, Sean? Have a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yeah, well, we're not going to see anybody until Merry. We're not going to be on the show until after Christmas. So Merry Christmas to everybody. Happy holidays to those of you who are out there. And uh, we look forward to having you back on the Three and Out Show. Uh, have a good night. Thanks so much. Oh wait a minute. I have to fade a song in, or else the doc will not be excited. But I downloaded one for him. Let's put something on here. It's going to be great. Here you go. This is for the doc. See if he enjoys it. Ready? This is our going out song tonight. It's just an instrumental. Yeah. For the doc.